Welcome to For What It's Worth, an introduction and immersion into the furry fandom. And now, two people who have mold in their heads, Rue and Tubbs. So today is episode 13 and it's open topic. So basically we've asked each of you to send us in topics, so we're going to be reviewing those topics today. And we have a special guest today. Say hi. Hello. <laughs> Scott has come back for more. Yeah, I didn't have enough last time. <laughs> what were you hoping for last time? Well, I don't know, but apparently it's going to be worse. <laughs> Looking forward to that. Yes, we have polished ourselves into even more of a turd, and now it's your turn to be back with us. That's fascinating. <laughs> you can polish a poo. The Mythbusters have proven it. Yeah, but you, you, you just said that we polish ourselves into a turd. Well, what do you polish your shoes with? What? <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Well, it's that uh, kind of podcast. Before we get into I'm, it. I'm offended. No, we're not really a turd. <laughs> oh. um, before we start the show, it is a very special holiday today. It is Uro's birthday. Happy so we... birthday to you. Okay. All right. So happy birthday. And we hope you listen to this episode and actually hear that. So what did you do this week? Well, this week... I had lots and lots of fun with work and yeah. <laughs> lots of fun with work. Yeah. Just <laughs> I don't believe you. Sound so, so enthused. Oh yeah. There I don't know. It's been up and down this week for some reason. I think something's like in the air, like everybody's like, I know what it is. FA was down and so therefore everybody has their lives have just like crashed. You know, I don't, it doesn't bother me a lot when F.A. goes down. Like, you know, swipes go down and F.A. is not Amazon, you know. But, but F.A. is anything but Amazon. Well, no, but I mean, like, Amazon's always up, right? Like, Amazon goes down when they want to. And the only reason I was aware that F.A. was down so much is because I'm in a habit of typing www.f and hitting enter because it always takes me to F.A. So I do that and be like, damn it, like 62 times a day. Like, <laughs> Because it's if I if I don't check it a lot, then I get I fall behind. I'll come in and be like, "You have five thousand unread things." I don't get upset. I I actually when FA goes down, I laugh because they suck. I mean, well, at least <gasps> what do you mean? Their servers <sighs> suck. No, no, it wasn't their server that crashed. What crashed? Um, one of the hard drives failed, and the RAID array controller had a software bug, so it couldn't go into degraded mode. <laughs> See. No, no, I, FA doesn't suck. They they do a lot of, I don't know, I think that they put a lot of hard work in there, you know, for, for the furries and stuff like that. I know that they make, you know, make some money off of it, but I think they do with the commercials and stuff like that. Well, that's know. to pay for the website. Yeah. What would so happen if FA was just gone? People uh, would be yeah. upset and then move on to a different website after a couple of weeks? Yeah. Yeah, see, I, I don't go to FA very much anymore. I'm I'm more on uh, DA now, just because I was like furry porn is cool, but you know I like <laughs> just porn. No, because no, DA doesn't have porn. I don't think it does. does yeah, it? it does. But they have oh. a lot more than just furry art. They have you know all sorts of different types of art, different crafts, ponies, and eh. and <laughs> oh lord, I remembered what you guys did last episode. <laughs> I don't. He has argued over Applejack. It's too Apple early Jack. in the morning. It's like 6 o'clock in the morning to me right now. So what else did you do this week? Nothing, really. 
What an exciting week. I know. What did you do? Well, it's been a little hectic. Um, I have to get my work plate of things to do prepped so I can go to rain first and not think about work. Which, honestly, if I don't, they couldn't call me because they only have my Google Voice number. And when I go to town, I disable the ability for them to get a hold of me. Because it's my time, damn it. You know, I do have something. We went. Wait. No, you have to wait. We went swimming. (laughs) (laughs) And you skipped out. No, I had a headache, remember? Oh, okay. Yeah, I was dying. Oh. Um, Anyways, before uh, you interrupted my weekly summary, Uh um, what else did I do? So there's Rain First Prep. And then I set up that screening for Wreck-It Ralph, which is an ongoing endeavor. Um, and that's it. It was a quick week. Is it Wreck-It Ralph? Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought it was Rocket Ralph for some reason. No, that's the Rocketeer. So, Corey, what did you do this week? I, I worked. <laughs> <laughs> I worked two jobs, one for a hotel and one for a hotel. <laughs> Wait, did you say you worked for a hotel? Yes. <laughs> He's a fox. What did you do this week, Scott? I worked and played video games. What game are you playing? I finally beat Fear, and then I rebeat it again to get the alternate endings. That was fun. And then I started playing Borderlands finally, because I'm behind all the games that everyone else has already beaten. <laughs> I'm still playing Final Fantasy thirteen. I'm still playing Final Fantasy XII. <laughs> We're all I've, still- I've never played Final Fantasy, so I just feel even more left out. Just kidding. <laughs> All right. Um, we have a hat today. This hat has the topics people have sent in. So once we go to the main segment, I'm going to be passing around the hat, and then you can read what it is, and we will talk about it for a few minutes. And we'll just keep going around until we are out of topics or time. Okay. All right. Well, welcome back. So, something that Tugs forgot was the cookie segment. It's not my segment. Yeah, it's Rue forgot it. I know, I forgot about the cookie. But anyways, I have a real cookie this time. No metal crap thing. I love the metal cookie. I loved your last fortune. Yeah, metal cookie is fun. Everyone wants to hear me eat it. Well, then eat the metal one. Fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Falk. Your infinite capacity for patience will be rewarded soon or later in bed with a cookie. What? What? Let, give me that. What's capacity? Okay, hold on. This is what this really says. <laughs> Your infinite capacity will be rewarded at some point in life. Sooner or later. That is such a BS thing to say. Sooner or later. Well, no kidding. <laughs> I like the fortune cookies that say that something's going to happen tomorrow. And of course, when you read it the next day, it still says tomorrow. In uh, in high school, we we had these fortune cookies that they gave us, and they were the most disappointing things. You would open them up, and I got a fortune that said, read 15 minutes a day, and it was just... That's oh, not a fortune. Stup- I know. Those are like commandment cookies. Commandment cookies. <laughs> the Ten Commandment Thou cookies. do unto other cookies that you wouldn't like to have that unto yourself. All right, all right, let's start this Thou thing. Thou shalt not murder other cookies. How are you supposed to eat them to get the fortune? Thou shalt not covet my neighbor's cookies. Okay, we have the hat. Art versus writing, which is more expressive and which is received better from Tatsu? Art versus writing. Yes. So which one is more expressive to you? To me, you know, I would have to say art. I'm a very visual person. 
Um, but I do um, enjoy a very good story and something that's that's put put together. You can when when you read it, you can use your own imagination to come up with um, what exactly is going on. So I really feel like that there's I don't know there's good in both of them. That that's my personal opinion. I would definitely have to say that writing probably leaves more detail, but it also requires a lot more effort, and I'm lazy, so I tend to. <laughs> I tend to go for the art rather than stories. I mean, I'm sure they're out there, but it's like, oh, I have to read. I don't and have think to you're that lazy a writer. You, you do tweet quite a lot, and that yeah, is but, writing. No, but that makes other people reading my stuff. I don't have to read their things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. You don't want to read. That's that's why I use Twitter. It's like, you guys are limited to 140 characters. You can have my attention for that. But it's like, past that point, it's like, yeah, I'm just going to... Like twit longer links. It's like, and this isn't important to me anymore. I actually have those muted. I never see twit longers now. Ever. It's because what? it defeats the point of Twitter. Yeah, TwitLonger is a service where it's like, I want to write a live journal entry on Twitter. And you it's like starts out and says to continue, click here, and then you go to this page and it has the rest of it, and it's like six or seven paragraphs. Is this something new? No, it's no, been around forever. It's been there forever. I've never seen this. Yeah, it's it's terrible. So what do you think? Art versus writing? I think they both have their their merits, their ups and downs, I guess. I don't know. I mean, art is good if you're looking for something, you know, visual to stimulate your mind. I don't. But I think it PBS stimulate your mind. Yeah, but then writing on its other hand, I mean, I guess it really depends. The creativity, you know, is I don't know. Some people can draw, some people can write. It's you know different styles of creativity. Yeah, it really depends on the artist, I guess. I see. Some people are terrible writers, but then again, there's terrible artists too. So. I think exactly. art art is visual, and it's a good way for you to see what's in your imagination, whereas writing is infinitely more complex to get out there. I mean, you have to find a publisher and blah, 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 blah. If you're serious, you know, if you're just going to throw out a fanfic, whatever. Um, well, to find serious, because artists just upload their stuff to FA half the time. Right, but I mean, so there are artists who charge a lot of money for art. So That's true. That's true. It's a lot harder to charge commissions of stories i guess well, I mean, are, i've seen people try and do it but i don't really know how well um i have a i have a friend um and he does stories and he charges by the page and actually he does a pretty good job but it does take him quite a while to turn it out but i found that i do it kind of depends on my mood like if i'm just you know wanting to see something real quick and not spend a lot of time on it i go for the art and that's what i do most of the time but every now and then if i really want to kind of be more immersive i'll go for the writing so for me, they kind of both have pros and cons. I wouldn't say for me one is better than the other, necessarily. I just happen to have more of one because yeah. I'm not waiting a long time for writing to come out. Let, let me just ask this question, Tugs. Mm. When you look at the FA... Um, at the FA. Well, when you look at yeah. FA or, or something like that, do you automatically go for the art or the stories? Because there's a lot of stories on there. There's a whole category. I don't go for the stories, but this is why. Because FA has the most retarded way of showing you text, which is to say they don't at all. You have to download a file. Not and I'm if, not going to be bothered with it. I'm, not if they I'm, know how to upload it correctly. People just don't. Yeah, I, I'm just like, eh, I don't want to deal with this. So I just go for the art because I don't want to spend forever downloading a file. And so would you it. say that there there may need to be like something better for for furry artists out there that you know for them to be able to put their stories in? You or mean like, writers? Like, writers, uh -huh. sorry. Yeah, I think that there could be a good furry writing platform. There well, really I'm, isn't. I'm one, hoping huh? Weasel is going to handle a lot better when that comes out. That's supposed to. What's Weasel? It's that um, it's supposed to be like the, like the FA killer, I guess. I mean, I know there's been like a couple of those by now, but this has actually been um, 
like written like i actually kickstarted oh i do have a kickstarter account oh, we we're talking about that no i actually uh, helped kickstart it and tweeted about it and stuff and it should be coming out i thought it was september i'm going to double check but it was written by one of the like ex-admins and a group of other people and it's this i don't know it's from fa yeah one of the ex-fa admins and hmm. stuff and a couple other ex-mods like um benchilla is yeah benchilla or his twitter's like benjadum but um anyway He's the one I know who's working on it, and it actually seems really cool so, so far. And they're so handling they're, everything pretty well. They're the Mistwalkers of the furry world. You know what? Mistwalker are the people who are at Square Enix yeah. and got burned. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it got quite a bit of support through Kickstarter, so I don't know. I guess you guys are like the first people I talked about it, know what it was. That was kind of caught me off guard, because usually I'll mention and be like, oh, I've heard of that or whatever. Nope. All right. It's sort of the retaliation to Ferrix not kicking off. Ever. All right, so situation furballs. Just wondering if you guys or any other furry club slash group ever use their furry fandom to raise money for charities and such. And if so, does the impact make other people change their opinions on furries? What kind of events do you hold for a charity event? And if there's lots of kids, do they tug on your tails? And that's from... Retro. Oh, Retro. Retro uh, has an email we're going to be reading later in the episode, but he is not a furry, and he found our podcast and took some time to send us letters. So thank you, Retro. Uh, you're doing in a charity event this week, aren't you? You're doing in a charity event? Yeah, and, I, and I've done charity <laughs> events before. And, and yes, you know, when you go out to some of these charity events, yeah, kids do um, tug on your tails. You know, I've had some that have really kind of hung on my tail. and um, That's what a handler is for. Yeah, exactly. That's why you have to have a handler when you go to some of these public events. Don't go alone to, to some of these things. Basically, you're asking for your fursuit to be ruined. Um, I don't know. That's just my personal opinion. I, um, I think you hit it head on. But as far as like charity events, I've done like Strut Your Mutt, where we've um, raised money for No More Homeless Pets. And we've also went out and helped out with um, the Cure Search Walk, which has helped out with, you know, kids that have had can, you know, that has cancer. And so, <laughs> stop it, stop it. Cards Against Humanity. Uh, yeah. Scott, do you go out and do charity work, or do you just work? I just work, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't have a fursuit, though, right? No, I don't. Have you ever handled for a fursuiter? Yeah, no, I'll I'll handle for fursuiters. Has it ever been like one of those events? No, usually just at cons and stuff. So sure. I don't, I've never been invited. <sighs> you know, I think that this is a, I don't know, going out and doing charity work, I think is a great opportunity for um, for us to be able to go out into the community and show who we are. Instead of like just having a fursuit that you spent $2,000 on, why not make an impact on, you know, other people? And that's kind of how I see it. Um, I've always tried to create activities that involve somehow having, you know, being able to have fursuiters there. Um, so then that gives us an opportunity to go out into the community and be able to, you know, just purely make people smile. And that's what I love to see is just be able to make somebody that may have a really terrible day be able to change it around. And I don't know, that's what I love about suiting and doing these types of events and stuff like that. Corey, you got anything? Uh, not really. Uh, when I had a fursuit, I really never had the opportunity to do charity work. But I 
probably, more than likely, I probably just wouldn't. It's not that I don't support charities. Uh, it's just the fact that, you know, with kids and, you know, everything else, I don't know. To me, it just seems a little too complicated. Complicated. I mean, I do other volunteer work and stuff for, like, you know, amateur radio for, you know, like, emergency communications and stuff like that. And, I don't know, 80-year-old guys just really don't, you know, see the point of having fursuits around. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do like it when we when we see um, fursuiters go for charity, though. Um, I mean, it doesn't happen lots, but it is known to happen reg- somewhat regularly. And I would say it definitely is a good builder of bridges for the fandom. I know this group called like Helping Paws or something exactly. like that. Exactly. So there are groups out there. They they do some pretty good work. So. All right. You've reached into the hat. What does it say? So for our uh, next topic, this is actually one that was sent in um, to me directly through Twitter. And uh, it was sent in by Thunderbrew. And the topic is literally just foxes. So Foxes. You know. Okay. First question for your, all the foxes, because I'm the only one who's not. Do you believe that all foxes are the sluts of the fandom? No. No. I like to annotate the stereotype because I think it's funny, but I get legitimately, oh, I don't, I get offended when people legitimately like assume it. Like it pisses me off when people will like DM you something like, oh, but you're a fox. And like the second they use that excuse, if they're like being serious, it's like, and there's my block button. So (laughs) fuck you, I'm a fox. Do you think that it's a trainer species for the fandom? Because I've heard that. I think it used to be, but I haven't seen a lot of wolves would definitely be the, (laughs) it's either it's like huskies or wolves. Definitely wolves I would go for because I mean, hell, I, I kind of, I don't know. Like I thought, like I went from being a fox, has had the last name, and then sort of switched to a wolf as I guess a little trainer species thing, and then was like, no, they're dumb. I was gonna be, a, <laughs> and I all was, the wolves are sending hate mail. Yeah, I was gonna be a wolf at one point. Really? Yeah. Huh. It was my name was gonna be Kiba off of uh, Wolves Rain or whatever. I was totally gonna just copy the character. I'm <laughs> not just kidding. But it was going to be like based on furry. that character. <laughs> Pre-made furries, by now. You mean you're oh a furry God. that watched anime? Uh, yeah. That would have been a good topic. <laughs> I was something before I was a fox, so it wasn't even a trainer species for me. What do you think about foxes now? Foxes are awesome. Yeah. I, I honestly think that they're very commonplace in the fandom. Why? Because, because there's awesome. a lot of foxes. <laughs> no, no. I mean, there, it, there has to be something driving the fact that there are a lot of foxes in the fandom. I mean, there are a lot of foxes. And fox, for the third the time, they're together. awesome. Yeah, they're awesome. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, but we're an elitist species. <laughs> that's, that's, just, that's just how it is. And, and it, it's, it's like a special club. Yeah, you know? it, it really is. Like right now, me and um, Scott are just exchanging like thoughts. It just it just happens. You're not thoughts. Betazoids. Well, when I lived out in North Carolina, we were it was uh, three foxes, and then there was a cat, and there was a wolf, and so the three foxes always ganged up on the other ones because obviously we were foxes, so we were the foxes, and then there was the smelly wolf. And how do foxes compare to tigers? I like tigers; they're adorable. But are foxes better than tigers? No. Fo- okay, so here's how the chain of command of slash chain of command slash species go you have foxes and then you have cats then you have the other canines and then you have everything else and then you have wolves at the very bottom because they're smelly and that's that's about that's about how the, the order of foxes go and i've i've rig- religiously defended that for probably a couple of years now. you know you know it's I, always well, been you know what i'm hoping is going to happen now i'm hoping bucktown will be like excuse me and what i put him second <laughs> he's, a, he's a cat. Bucktown, you have hereby been declared second by Scott. Oh, I'm sorry, but come on, foxes. No, he's a tiger, so he has to know his place. So foxes, cats, other wow. canines, everything else, wolves. 
Where do ponies fit in? It depends on what type of pony you're talking about. <laughs> My Little Ponies probably can be bumped up a little Time bit. Time to pass the hat. In the species. <laughs> but we won't get into this argument again. You can do it at the end. <laughs> Don't need to argue about My Little Pony every time I'm on your show. Actually, old. that was quite sensational, though. I liked how it faded out. I'm going to start dramatic. a show called My Little Turtle. <laughs> My Little Turtle. I like Donkey. So, what are the most popular websites amongst furries from space? Okay, so... <laughs> from space? <laughs> oh, God, I love his name more and more every day. Anthrocon ran a thing for two years, apparently, and they just released it, and that's one of the things we learned. Who knew? Okay, so... Number three was E621. Number two is So Furry. And number one, of course, F.A. And just for fun. And number ten is the Fun Day Puppet Show... Which I would personally put that up at, like, number three. This is actually based on, like, them asking where you go the most and rank it, I believe. Well, for the record, I've never watched the Furfet. The Furfet? Furpet Fund. I don't know. I don't even know what it is. Like, I've heard of it, but... Furfest? Never watched it. The Fun Day Puppet Show is on right about now, actually. It's a four-hour-long video webcast. Oh, God, I don't have that kind of attention span. It's actually pretty funny. It is really funny. It's endorsed by For What It's Worth, right? Okay, yes. Now it is officially endorsed by For What It's Worth. Just like yes. that. Uh, I was surprised. I thought a site like E621, which, I mean, I have lots of friends together. I was like, really? Number three? How did that get to be so up there? Do you know what fandom you're in? <laughs> well, <laughs> are right. we talking about the same one? Well, right, but isn't E621... Because every time I my friends are linking me there, I'm like, my eyes are falling out. Because isn't it like yeah. mostly like... Porn. Yeah, but, but like cub porn. No, uh, no, no, I know it's Ink Bunny, but I could say no, every- it was. Well, okay, so the why it got associated with cub porn is because the old owner of it, the one who originally started it up, they kept um, getting like complaints about it and whatever. And then someone ended up throwing a fit and then trying to get the whole website taken down. The original one didn't want to put up with it anymore. So he took the site down for a while. And then Varka, the same guy with the Bad Dragon and all that fun stuff, he owns his own server or has a server, whatever, wherever Bad Dragon's hosted, like offshore somewhere. So he bought it, took it over, and then ran it because that way he can just ignore all the complaints from it. So that's why it got associated with it because there's that whole ordeal with it trying to get taken down because of the cub pour and then it was fought to stay up there. Oh, I had no idea that it even happened. So that's that's why the ownership transfer happened Hmm. and everything, but... I wouldn't really associate it with it, I guess. But I, don't, I have filters to get rid of all of it anyway. So, Which I don't even use it anymore. Rue? What? What do you think about those numbers? What are you doing over there? I'm just thinking. You think about cookies again? Yeah. I'm In thinking the, about those double, those those fudge cookies that are stuffed. Those like gooey chips, chips ahoy. Yeah, gooey chips ahoy. Those all right. are so good. Well, now we're doing, we're, we're doing the show. Oh, and okay. it's time for your response. Cookies. Okay. Um, I don't know. Like, as far as, like, different sites, you know, I definitely think the FA is up there. Um, There's a lot of different sites. Are you surprised? Um, No. I guess I just, I guess I just do my own thing. I'm not, my number one would have to be Facebook. Um, (laughs) With the Utah Furries. Well, I was going to ask if Twitter or if that counts as in those websites. It's not, like, made for furries, but it's... I don't have that data off offhand, but the link is in the show notes. Yeah, so Twitter's yeah. like the only furry website I really use, to be honest. Twitter's a furry website. Well, it's no, the only furry. It has a lot of furries. I don't, you know, I don't know what you want to call it. It's a social network site. I don't think it's. I think these are specifically talking about just furry websites, like 
Very I guess specific. also in there would be like F Chan and then Fur Nation. Oh God, I forgot about F Chan. I know, right? F Chan died. Okay, do we have time for one more? Sure. Okay. This next topic. This is an awesome topic. I'm so excited for this. The new iPhone five. That's seriously what this is. This is not furry related. I know. It's okay. Neither I don't. Have... I don't really care. Like, <laughs> what do you think? I you, got... you, you're the you're the only one here who has an iPhone. Yeah. Well, I have the iPhone 4s, and I have Siri. I have everything that I need for right now. I don't know. I don't understand why people like have to upgrade every six months. It's just because it has a higher number on it. Yeah. How do you? Are you excited for five rows of icons? Oh my god! I'm I'm excited for the iPhone 10 that has like 10 icons. But, but so you can get iOS 6 on the 4 anyway, so the additional row of icons really isn't a benefit. Exactly. As, as far it's, as that, you have to look at hardware, which is marginal slash virtually non-existent because it has a lower resolution screen in the first place. I mean, it's a six. What is it? Six forty screens? You can't. It's not even a true HD was, screen anymore. I thought it had a higher screen. No, like a your screen, but less pixels. Really? So, is it, so is the it, pixel density is a lot less on the iPhone 5 than your 4S. Is it not a retina display? I thought it was I a I don't know what the display. definition of retina is specifically. So I don't, Super high I pixel. assume so. But no, as far as pixel density goes, um, Damon Husky was actually tweeting about this and linked a bunch of stuff on it. But I believe it was the 4S has the highest pixel density and then the iPad 2 and then like the Nokia Luma, whatever the hell that phone is. And then like the iPhone 5 is like clear down there. I think the Luma is the one that has like a 40 megapixel camera on it. Or something. There was a phone out there that has a 40. I don't know. I'm planning on staying with my 4S. Um, I don't know. I'd, I'd recommend if you're buying a phone, just stick with the 4S for now. You know? And wait until something else comes. Because I didn't hear anything like that's, ooh, so much better about it. Well, no. Actually, I know. There's a great feature. If you buy it, you have an instant turtleneck. Anyways. <laughs> So no, we're going terrible. on to another topic, or we're going to break. No, hello, oh, wait, real hello. quick. There was oh. there. hi, hello. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you can just skip over me, ass. <laughs> I'm offended. Go ahead. Anyway, um, the way I look at iPhones, because I'm an Android horror, is that number behind iPhone is just their size of is. <laughs> so iPhone <laughs> users have finally reached puberty. Or I was gonna yeah. say, like my favorite thing about it is. Um, I forget his name. There was one of those late night TV guys who actually took the 4S like a couple days before the 5 was released and went around and told people it was the 5 and like, so what do you think about the new iPhone? It's the iPhone 5 that just came out. And they're like, oh, well, it's definitely faster. You can totally notice it. The screen looks a lot better. And this one guy actually pulled out his 4S. He's like, yeah, I've got the 4S right now. I'm definitely going to have to go buy the 5 now. And when he showed him the the 4s but the guy was saying how the 4s was way better and faster and had a bigger screen and was lighter than where is this 4S. video it's um God, i don't know i'm so bad with names like i wanted to look it up is first, it, i'm thinking craig ferguson because it sounds kind of like what he do but it's probably jimmy kimmel or someone is it one of the late night shows i don't know he usually wears a suit has dark <laughs> hair i don't know <laughs> is it conan maybe okay. I, I, we, right, we can look it up and link it later we'll, we'll find it on break but, yeah Okay, well, now it's really time for break. So we will be right back after the news. From the FWIW News Desk, this is Tugs bringing you the latest news from around the furry fandom. Today we will start national news. From the Department of Ridiculous Misunderstandings, we bring you news of a spat in Portland, Connecticut. Parents of children who frequent the public library have raised concerns over child enticement, close quote, after first suitors visited the library. 
One adult claimed a first shooter led a child away. However, this claim is still under investigation. Local news stories have been covering this story, so if you'd like to get the latest, there will be a link on our show notes page. The Anthropomorphic Research Project has released the newest results from their ongoing survey, last data collected at AC 2012. Some highlights include religious statistics, educational demographics, bronies, and more. If you'd like to read more of the results, please check the link in our show notes. Local news. A small group of local furries met at Liberty Park in Salt Lake City yesterday to participate in the local pet adoption event, Strut Your Mutt. The group held signs and encouraged visitors to the event to take home a new friend. The event was sponsored by No More Homeless Pets Utah. Local Meets The UFF meet is October 6th at Liberty Park in Salt Lake City with a possible additional activity. Details to be determined. The Utah Furries are hosting a Halloween event on October 13th. Details and location are in the works and will be announced soon. Upcoming Conventions This week is home to Rainforest in Seattle, Washington and Western Pennsylvania Furry Weekend. The theme for Rainforest is Warehouse 13. Fur Fright is October 26th through 28th in Cromwell, Connecticut. Pre-registration has closed for the event, so attendees who aren't registered will have to sign up at the door. From the FWIW News Desk, this is Tugs, bringing you the latest news from around the furry fandom. And welcome back to For What It's Worth. Today we are open topic, passing around a hat and discussing whatever comes out of it. Thanks to you. What type of hat is this? This is a very, very nice looking hat. It's a, it has, man, it's a Mandora hat. It has a skull on it. That's crossbones. It's my fedora that I got from Hot Topic like six years ago and that, I've still never worn it. That is the official hat of For What It's Worth. Really? Back yeah. when Hot Topic was still cool slash relevant. All right, so what's the next topic? So the next topic from the fedora hat. Fedora hat. (laughs) Fedora hat. (laughs) Or whatever it is. All right, and Dora, let's hear it. Fur-dora. Oh, this is from space. Again. Do furries um, have well-educated parents? Furries, oh, and this is um, apparently, this is from um, that survey or whatever from Anthrocon. Um, furries tend to have parents who have completed high school and some college. Wait, Anthrocon or Anthrocon? Anthrocon. Okay, I was going to say, I'm I was like, sorry. I think Anthrocon's a little small to grab that survey number out of. <laughs> so, some about. college. I think that's pretty average for most people. I've only done some college. Corey, you've only done some college. I have a two-year degree. Do you really? I have a two-year degree, too. Autotech, remember? I thought you, Okay. And I, you I was like, I was one course away from it, and it was automatic transmissions, and they're irrelevant, so I can remember <coughs> myself having a degree. And then you have a degree in BS, right? What? <laughs> Got a degree in foxes. Yeah. A degree in foxes. No, I have a degree in, like, balloon tying and stuff like that. What do you, what's your real degree? Balloon tying. Uh, just an associated science. Maybe not tying. What is oh. associated science? That just sounds like... I don't know. I don't even know what that sounds like. What is that? It's basically saying that I've taken care of my generals. So if I was to transfer to a college. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Scott? I just thought that he said genitals. 
genitals. I've taken care of my genitals, so, you know, I can transfer whatever school I Well, I am a fox, so, you know, I do take care of those things. It's on the college application. Have you taken care of your genitals recently? (laughs) (laughs) Did you have any Well, they have, well, you know, they have have you take care of those for, like, two years. The joke is dead. Put it to bed. (laughs) Tuck it in. I'm just going to drink my Pepsi. Do you have do you have college experience at all? Um, I took college courses during high school, but I haven't attended an actual college yet. Like Should AP? Be, no, well, CE, but well, and AP. So yeah. Okay. But I should be attending college soonish because my job is paying for it. Do you guys think that that was a little bit surprising? I would. I honestly would have thought that parents of fairies would have not been as educated. I don't know why. I don't really have a reason. I think it depends on who you're asking. Like, if you're asking the children of the parents, they're probably going to say they're less educated than they probably are, judging by the typical mentality of furries of their parents. That's about 50% true for me. 50% being my mom, who's very well educated. I mean, she's she's an ICU RN. She's been a nurse for 20-some years. So, yeah, she's very smart. My dad, on the other hand... He didn't take care of his genitals. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to get punched. What genitals? Ooh. Ooh. All right, next topic. <laughs> Pass the hat. <laughs> Pancakes or waffles? Discuss. <laughs> From a nani fur. Cock waffles. Uh, Does that mean they're anonymous or is like that? that is that's that an an, that's anonymous. Okay. Was it, was it uh, I, am, I happen to like waffles a great deal more and for the longest time, I could only make pancakes because I didn't have a waffle iron. And I've got to tell you, those crappy-ass waffle irons that don't flip, those suck. You open them, and your waffles are now two waffles. And I hate that. I hate that. <laughs> but you're getting two waffles for the price of one. Except that they're not. The, the, the joy of a waffle is that there are little squares that you can fill up with delicious, sugary, buttery things and eat. A pancake not just syrup. Yeah, well, whatever you want. And you could go to the Olympian and get the delicious boysenberry syrup, oh, right? Oh, that was delicious. I know, huh? And But... But now I have a waffle iron, and it beeps, and I flip it, and I get a perfect restaurant waffle every time. And even though they're terrible for you compared to a pancake, I love waffles. Aren't they made out of, like, the same thing? I uh, know you, you have more starch, I think, in a oh, waffle. I, I legitimately just put pancake batter in my the, waffle there's iron. There's more baking soda in waffles because they rise. Yeah, they are slightly different. You could, you can't why just my use waffles them. suck. Bisquick can go both ways, but yeah, I actually that's, look. That's <laughs> yeah, I, I love uh, Aunt Jemima. The recommender. What about you, Rue? Are you pancakes or waffles? I'd have the same uh, waffle. Belgian waffle or Eggo? Belgian. I love a good Belgian waffle. Those big old squares. Oh, who was it who was talking about um, the other week how they couldn't find any, I think it was Geo, how he was saying he couldn't find any, it was there Geo or Atari, some otter, I don't know. Um, <laughs> some, some local some otter. Some local otter. It was, it was on the Utahers Twitter list, but... Um, they were talking about how they couldn't find any Belgian waffles, and it turned into like this like huge discussion on Twitter about Belgian waffles and how he just wanted a regular waffle but couldn't find one anywhere. Do you put whipped cream on your waffles? Hell yeah, I put whipped cream and freaking fruit. Oh God, I love no like putting that. like peaches and whipped cream and shit on there. I don't I don't like the shit on my peaches, <laughs> but I do like the cream. You know, having it with on chicken. your pizzas is that what you just no, said? Peaches, like peaches oh, on waffles. I said pizzas. No, putting pizza on a waffle sounds revolting. All right, this is classy. What Rue? Having it with chicken. Ew. No. No. I, I you can go chicken, chicken and waffles. Yeah, chicken. I don't waffles, understand chicken ooh, and waffles. Waffles with a chicken syrup. Mm. 
That's called a McNugget. <laughs> All right. So no one here likes pancakes more than waffles. Well, since you get a, if you if you have a waffle iron, there's no point making pancakes. It makes the whole process easier. I actually like pancakes better. Do you really? Okay, but chocolate well, chip pancakes. You know, I'd have to say the IHOP cheesecake pancakes, even though they're 30 Weight Watchers points, which is a lot. Oh, shit. They are <laughs> so good. 30 Weight Watchers points? Yeah, seriously. That's a lot. That is a, that's like half of the day. I get to eat like 50 points a day. And that one meal would like, that's it. But it's sounding in, like a shitty video game. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I, yeah, I really did. I, I, do, I, th- I do like waffles more, though. Why, why do you like pancakes? I don't know. They're just, I, I don't know. Traditionalist? Is it because you lived by the original, original Pancake House? That's right, I did. Is that Actually, why? I have been to the very first original Pancake House in Portland. That means that the rest aren't original. That's right. Next topic. Um, but I was going to say, as far as waffles go, <laughs> I do like waffles way back years ago when I did smoke a lot of pot. Uh, me and my uh, ex at the time used to take Eggo waffles and deep fat fry them. Oh, and next topic, the quickly. the thing ever was deep fried Eggo waffles. Okay. Deep fried anything is amazing. So Tokami wants us to describe our tales. So I guess... Tell us about your tale. Well, it depends on how I'm feeling. If, if I'm being a fox, of course, Arctic fox, which if you've ever seen a picture, their tails are like the size of their body. And when I used to have my fursuit, I made the tail on there of three feet long and about a foot in diameter. Wow. And it was with three-inch pile fur. So it was literally the biggest, fluffiest tail that I've ever seen and I've ever made. But, of course, uh, I see another alt character is, is a bunny. So, of course, bunny tail. So, yeah. Tell us about your tail, Scott. My tail's like the only defining feature I have. Really? Because, well, I don't know. My, well, like, Fursona's pretty, he's mostly just yellow, and then he's got, like, a couple stripes on him. And so the tail's like the only thing. He's got, like, two towards the base, and then one between the yellow fur and the white tail tip. Hmm. I don't know. I used to have, like, a giant tail, because they're, like, the best part about anything. But then oh, yeah. it got annoying in, like, art, and if I ever got a fursuit of my character, which I probably wouldn't. I don't think it'd be too practical to have a gigantic tail. I wouldn't want to keep it clean. It, it, it was pretty hard having a tail that big. It would get in the way it. and just drag on the floor all the time. No, it didn't I drag assume. on the floor. It was just big and poofy. It's like it's really hard to sit down on anything besides a bench. That's true. That is very yeah, true. Dreamcast tail, my first hoot, he gets its, it gets its own chair. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Mine's um, swine red, and it has black um, near the tip, and... Um, and white at the very tip. So, pretty pretty simple. I do have a unique pattern up at the top, but it's kind of hard to explain. To up to the top of your tail or your fursona? Just to... The tail? The, the tail. Uh, not make the your tip best of the tail, but the other end. Towards your... The base. The ba- base. Base. Towards the, the butt. There's yeah. the base and the tip. Yep. Towards the butt. <laughs> Towards the treble. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make an attempt. Describe it. Oh... I, I can't. It's like I don't know. It has has like a little white piece at the top with the with the black, and then it meets the red. We should really be video recording his hand motions. They are awesome. Actually, that's one of the greatest joys about this podcast is in general. Like people will do the craziest things with their hands, and occasionally we describe them on the air, but a lot of the time we don't. 
and people get really crazy with their hands. But here's the next topic. <laughs> what was considered the first fursuit and fursuit outing by Nathaniel? I hope I said that right. I don't know, personally, what the first fursuit outing was, but it was well before my time in the fandom. I think we'd have to look that one up. It was probably in the Rar Brazel era. Yeah, I don't have an answer for that particular one. Um, Scritch may know. I'm sorry we don't have an answer for you, but we will try and find out and let you know in our next episode. Wikipedia. No. Wikifer, probably. Well, you can look look it up maybe if we get it then. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's have our sound tech look it up. Oh, okay. But then he's going to type and it's going to... That's okay. Then, All right, we're going to go then on Then people can hear that I'm actually doing something. <laughs> okay, we're going to go to another topic. And you know what? I keep getting space. So I'm going to put space back in the hat. That's space. It's all of it. It's everywhere. All right. <laughs> this is from Rue. Yeah, I submitted my own topic. We all did. Um, what's your favorite cookie? I love the birthday cake Oreo, and I miss it desperately. However, in current cookie world, um, my favorite cookie is the oatmeal raisin Otis Spunkmeyer cookie you can get over at the Century Theater. I've never tried it. Because it's doughy in the middle, and it's like soft everywhere else. It is uh, Otis Spunkmeyer. That guy knows how to make a cookie. See, I, I love oatmeal cookies. Like They're one of my favorite. With raisins. I know that there's not a lot of people out there that actually like and enjoy raisins, but I don't know. I like raisins and mm. cookies. Are the birthday cake ones the pink ones? No, they don't make them anymore. No, I know, but were they the pink ones? No. Ah. Oh. No, they, they, they look like normal Oreos, except it said birthday cake and like the candles that are shaped like that. Oh, for their like 100th anniversary yeah. thing? Yeah, I was no? say I have a story about them, but if it's not the pink ones, then it's not relevant. Whatever. Tell us about the pink Oreos. They made, I didn't even know they made pink Oreos. Yeah, I think they're... Uh, you'd have to ask my... um. My old roommate, because thought was it was a, for like breast awareness or something. <laughs> Not I, I breast, don't know. Breast cancer awareness. No, I thought. I think it was like <laughs> either strawberry, raspberry, some red fruit. But he was obsessed with the things, and uh, I'm not gonna like say his name because I don't know if he'd want his name said or not. But he would always eat the Oreos and he would tear all the stuff off. Like he would uh, take the the cream. Yeah, he would just like eat just the cream, and then like he'd leave like the pile of stacks of the actual cookie, which was my favorite. So it worked out because I would just eat those part. But then, um, why I'm, I always think of this whenever someone talks about Oreos is because one day um, he was doing that, and he had like a huge stack of maybe like fifteen of the cookies, and then he comes over to me, he's like, "Hey Scott," and I'm like, "What?" And then he comes up to me, and what well, we were dating at the time, so it's a little more okay, but it's still weird, and I I still understand to this day. But he actually came up to me, kissed me, and then snowballed, like, Oreo frosting into my mouth. And it was the most disgusting, like... Ew. I I wasn't really sure how to handle it. Like, he gave me a kiss, and suddenly I was tasting, like, Oreo frosting, and it was was definitely interesting. I want you to know that you have come close to ruining Oreos for me. Well, next time we're eating Oreos together, I'll just... I'll give you a little bit extra extra no, cream in your mouth. No, no. Corey, tell us about your favorite cookie. <laughs> what happened? Favorite cookie. Tell us your favorite cookie. Oh, um, Do you eat cookies? Pepperidge Farms Mint Milanos. Those are good. Dave Raspberry Ooh, Mint Milanos, or not gross. Raspberry Mint. Ras- <laughs> that'd be terrible. Raspberry Milanos. That's gross. Were you able to find out about the first first shooting? Uh, yeah. So according to Wikipedia. It says, according to fandom historian Fred Patton... Who's uh, that? Uh, he's a fandom historian. <laughs> we have a historian. I, Fred, if you're listening, please send us a letter. Um, 
The concept of furry originated at a science fiction convention in 1980, when a character drawing from Steve Galecki's Albedo Anthropomorphics started a discussion of anthropomorphic characters in science fiction novels. This led to the formation of a discussion group that met at a let me see that met at science fiction and comic conventions. And the specific term for a fandom was first used in fanzines as early as 1983. But what about, like, fursuiting? Well, it, he, I think you said that the first fursuit was in 80. Like, some guy had it at well, a... That was just the concept Let's of see, furry in There we go. By 1987, there was sufficient interest to stage the first fur, furry convention. Although it doesn't give a name or how many. doesn't really mention fursuits in the history part. I think it would have to be in the 80s, then. But yeah, definitely back I'm in the sure 80s. sure at that point someone decided to put a carpet on their head. And <laughs> they were an put a carpet on their I'm wearing a shag rug. It's DuPont. <laughs> and then pretty much it took off with uh, alt.fan.furry when that was created in November of 1990. All right. Well, I guess it's in the 80s. All right. We have another topic. Okay. So this one was submitted uh, again through Twitter by Brutus Bernard. And the topic is... Furs, well, his Twitter, I guess, is Brutus D. Bernard, but uh, the topic is furs in the military. There are a lot of furries in the military, aren't there? Like, there's quite a few. Well, that's because there's a lot of furs in normal life, and so just because you're in the military doesn't mean you can't have an affection for Why adorable not? little animated an- <laughs> animated cartoon animals. Well, well, I mean, the military is all about, well, I don't like the word machoism, but you know, it's very... There's a certain culture with it, so I think I was surprised in that description. To be fair, I I was surprised. I was like, (laughs) "Oh, hey!" Well, I I had an ex of a couple years who was a sergeant in the Marines. I've just noticed that there's a lot of people that have been in the Marines or been in some some form of service, and they're furry. So that must be difficult, though, because like I used to live overseas, right? I wasn't in the military, but I I was. My parents were contracted. Um, and part of the contract was, we you know, we got military base privileges, blah, 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 blah. And I mean, you're isolated out there and it's hard to find people that you can connect to based on your regular everyday kind of, ha- um, hobbies. So uh, finding a furry, I would imagine that would be really hard. I don't know. It's just, I mean, you got the internet, it's but it's not like the same. For me, it's like, okay, so I like skateboarding. There you go. Like, you know, there's somebody in the military that's a skateboarder that likes to skate, you know? We each have our different hobbies, but when they go out there, they go out there to serve. And well, right, but it's nice. You know? It's nice when you are not, you know, doing patrol or whatever to have someone with similar interests that you can connect to. I mean, it's just like it's nice to be able to go down and hang out with your friends on the weekend and wear towels. Yeah, well, I'm sure they have other interests. Well, they do. Like not just. I know. I'm just saying it's difficult to find a furry when you're out there. Yeah, it's it's probably true that it's probably. A huge thing to not be able to find anybody. I think a better person to be a- to ask about this would be either Brutus himself, or I usually think of Canic, uh, Canic, Canic, Canic. I think it's Canic, Canic Shep, or Asban Coon. Are pretty big into it. Hmm. Well, thank you to everyone who's out there. Yes, we thank you. Yeah, we thank you for your service. And the hat is moving. Okay, this one just says that we need to introduce this as a brand new segment. Oh, oh it's come out of the hat. We decided to mix in our new segment as one of the topics on the hat. Rue, tell us about our new idea. Well, so you guys have kind of heard, a, I mean, it's not necessarily new. We've actually did a huge um, episode um, about, um, you may be, basically it's on the concept <laughs> of... Um, Maybe, basically. Oh, Oh, what is it called? You might be a redneck if. You might be a redneck if. 
And so instead, we've changed it to, you might be a furry if. And so we have gathered a couple of... A couple, a few. Okay, two pages. A smattering. And we're just going to go around and read these real quick. Okay. You text your parents with a smiley face. Except this is the colon three. Yeah, the yeah, colon probably three. probably specify. <laughs> uh, you wore a tail to your wedding. Your coworker meets someone with a name similar to your persona, and they think of you. I've seen this tweet. You might be a furry. You vocalize Murray when you're happy or content. You might be a furry. If you eat your meat as raw as it can safely be cooked, then you might be a furry. There you go. If you enjoy the subtle intricacies in an orchestra of howling wolves or mewling kittens. If you ever barked back at your dog and got a response, you might be a furry. I've done that. If you chew through your leash before you realize you had thumbs, you might be a furry. <laughs> if your teeth are more often used to open packages than your fingers, you might be a furry. I tried that the other day. I used to do exploded. that. Yeah. Um, if you got married in your fursuit. I've seen that. You, what? <laughs> no, yeah, I've, I've actually seen no, people I, do I've that No, I've seen one. couples get married in fursuit. Like mock weddings or serious no, weddings? No, serious, serious weddings. weddings. And they'll, they'll both be in suit. And like the the uh, the pasture had like the pasture, I, yeah, the the pasture. Oh, I think it said like Louis Pasteur. The pasture. The pasture. The guy who marries the priest, the, the bishop, the officiant, whoever. Yeah, he was wearing a uh, like an ear headband too. All right. If you tell your teacher to call you by your persona's name, you might be a furry. Um, if you look at both your persona name and your given name and you identify more with the former, you might be a furry. Or again, if they're the same name, then I'm screwed. <laughs> <laughs> when you, or if you don't know many of your friends' legal names, only their persona names, you might be a furry. When you say fur instead of for, for what it's worth, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> if you started eating cock... <laughs> <laughs> Stop. You start cock. eating cock. Is that what you said? No, start eating Chicken. cock, you may be a fox. No. <laughs> oh, wow. If you started eating Taco Bell solely because of that little chihuahua, you might be a furry. So if you want to have, um, if you, you, you may be a furry um, on our next episode or episodes coming up, because we're not going to do it every show, um, please feel free to send it in to cast at forwhatisworth.com. How many furries are Therians? 6.7 to 19.8% claim to be Therian, and 65 to 15.5% claim to be other kin, according to the FA survey. So, claim. Claim, well, I mean, just saying. That's how you identify. So, I, I admit that I am not well versed in the differences between Therians and other kin, and I know I'm going to get a letter about this. So, please send me one, but be nice, because I would like to know more. But does anyone, do you know the difference, Scott? Because I don't. Well, I don't know. I know a couple other kin, I guess. And then I know a couple of people identify as Therians. What's the difference between a Therian and another kin? Uh, from what I understand, they're kind of the same thing. But uh, as far as other kin, they seem to take it more seriously. And I think like the big thing with other kin, and you're also, uh, as far as I understand, you're also not really supposed to talk about it. So I don't know how taboo this is. What? Yeah. Well, hold on. People well, write in all the time and say they identify I know, as Therian. It's, it's like kind of weird because there's this thing. With like quote unquote legitimate other kin, and then furries who want to be other kin and say it that way. So it's like I know um, a couple actual other kin, I guess, 
because it's like a whole thing where... Therian is an abbreviation of the full term therianthropy. And therianthropy refers to the metamorphosis of humans into other animals. Uh, they are said to change forms via shape-shifting. I see the term comes from the Greek word therion, which means wild animal or beast. And once another can. Someone who was an animal in their past life. Like you were reincarnated. Uh-huh. Okay. Similar to that, yeah. Oh, okay. That, there we go. Now everyone has learned something. So, that's interesting, because there is that overlap, and we do get those emails from our listeners, and they always, well, not always, but those people identify and say, I'm Therian, and... It sounds like sometime we're going to need to do an episode. Bring if you it. are near the For What It's Worth studios in Salt Lake City, and you want to be on our show, <laughs> please email Rue at ForWhatIt'sWorth.com. <laughs> Why is it Rue? <laughs> because you line up the guests. Cast at ForWhatIt'sWorth.com. Yeah, it looks like there's a lot of other, like, that's just the biggest term, therianthropy, and I guess there's a whole bunch of subcategories under that. Uh, lycanthropy, uh, synanthropy. There's a lot. Skinwalkers and noggles. Noggles. Okay, we are definitely yeah. doing a Shauna. Well, so I guess what theriocephaly. From what I understand with the therians I have talked to, mm-hmm. with people who I would believe are legitimate, um, or not therians, excuse me, other kin, because that's what I have more experience in, I guess, with people. But um, as far as like legitimate other kins go, it's more of a curse to them, I guess, and it's not really a good thing because it affects their daily lives, and there's like other kin where their animal instincts will get the better part of their um, human nature and mm. will cause a lot of them to end up like in jail and all that sort of stuff because you know they'll have those really strong animalistic nature and it's kind of hard to overcome whereas then you have a lot of people who claim to be other kin and they're typically the ones but not always but typically the ones who seem to say it's like great and oh yeah, yeah I was a you know I was a fox or I was a tiger or an eagle or whatever in my last life and it's awesome and I have all these memories from my past life when speaking with people who I know would be legitimate other kin should it exist um it's always been a curse to them to have those animal instincts in the back of their mind and to have those memories because usually it's from um the people again who I've talked to about it because I've been really curious and have sort of done my own research on it but um mm-hmm. usually they have those memories because they remember their death and so it's like after being like hunted down, then, um, you know, their last memories are of them dying, usually in a painful way or a brutal way or something like that, from what I understood. So it's not always the best thing to actually have that second spirit or soul inside of you, as far as another king goes, I guess. How do you, and so now we come to the statistic. So, well, let's just roughly say a fifth, 15% to a fifth claim to be one or the other. Does that surprise you at all? I did find an interesting fact. But, yeah, that was uh, that was really interesting. But what do you think? Are you surprised? Well, that's just like I said, from me personally talking to a bunch of people who I know either claim to be or... Well, they can also sort of pick out one another. Like, they seem to have they seem to have the ability to when they meet an, a, another other kin they already know and they have a vibe or able to pick up sort of like a gaydar except different um that it's another other kin except in addition to that um they've always been able to tell like without ever meeting the person before or knowing anything about them like you can meet one and go i know you were your other kin is a wolf and i know like this about you and this about you without having to actually have been told it and it's a mutual reflection upon one another to be able to like that's legitimately wild. i know it's it th- that's why i got really interested in it and did like my own research about it but they can 
um, from what I understand, legitimately be able to meet and tell the other people's other kin, their other species about their past life and like different facts about them without having to say anything. And they just know. And it's like a subconscious feeling as if the second spirit or second soul or everyone to describe it inside of them is able to communicate with the ones inside of the other people as if they sort of exist on a parallel universe crossing over into this dimension being trapped in whoever, which again, like I said, is why it's typically seems to be more of a curse from people who I would personally believe are legitimate other kin rather than those who just claim to be. Hmm. So hmm. I did find another interesting fact in here under therianthropy. Um, I was looking at the term skinwalkers and basically it looks like a skinwalker is a person with a supernatural ability to turn into any animal they desire, though to be able to transform, transform they must first be wearing the pelt of the animal. And I can see that being very relevant to almost any fursuiter who puts on that fursuit. I mean, mentally, they do transform into that animal. I actually had a friend that, um, you know, when I was in um, college and we went out and, I, you know, I I don't know, we went out into the woods and stuff like that. And it wasn't like anything to, like, scare, but she really believed in skinwalkers. And um, there was actually a tribe of um, skinwalkers that were up down in, in Price. and um, Like there's a tribe down there all the time, or they were like in town? No, this is uh, skinwalkers is based on Native American legends. Oh, okay. Yeah, so <laughs> there's a tribe that goes out there, and I don't know. Apparently, she, she was very afraid of them, and it's not something that you talk about when you're around there, because if you talk about them, then... It's kind of a little bit of a ghost type thing where if you talk about them, then they will, you know, they will show be watching up. you and they, yeah, they'll show up basically. Is that actually been proven or is it just a myth? It's kind of one of those like, Urban legends. well, are ghost stories type. proven or are they myths? Maybe. Well, have you been to Price? I Not think it, guys, yeah. Sorry. I mean, I think it, it varies on the story, so yeah. it could go either way. Well, I'm just saying Price is a small town, so legitimately they could like, there could be a grapevine for that. All I, I know is that there was one night that she was really extremely scared because people around her were talking about it. And, you know, I had to basically take her home due to the fact that, I don't know. Hmm. All right. What's our last topic? The last topic is what's your favorite cartoon character? Ooh. I have so many favorites. Like my personal favorite, which has no connection to furry for me, the pink Panther, because he just has that, no connection to furry. Well, not for me. Like, I just see him as the Pink <laughs> Panther. Like, I don't sit there and go, oh, he's a furry. I just am like, the Pink Panther is just this awesome dude who's pink, and he's a guy, and he is all retro and fun, but, like, that's... I wouldn't ass theme music. I know, <laughs> right? And he likes to watch you through mirrors. No, like, I was the guy who wouldn't... That's Henry Mancini. No, I was, like, first in line at FYE the day that the cartoon set came out, and I was like, I must have this now. Um, but favorite cartoon character that's a furry? It's bold. Yeah, that should that, that should be pretty obvious for you. <laughs> now that you mentioned that, I probably should just drop Yoshi out there. Oh yeah, Yoshi. But I, I guess he is a cartoon character. You know, the Mario. He's been in a cartoon. Mario shows and stuff like that. All right. Um, well, I more like to think about the video games because he's poorly misrepresented in all of those <laughs> those god awful <laughs> animated TV shows. Um, I don't know. I'd have to say probably Chip and Dell. Chip and Dell. That's two characters. Please pick one. No, they can. Oh, well, they can. 
<laughs> How are you supposed to pick between them? I think they're small enough you can just group them as one. If they stand on top of each other, they could be considered one character. All right, Koru. <laughs> Do you watch cartoons? Saturday morning, Sonic the Hedgehog. Which well, that's like a whole show. Which character? Sonic. Which was which was made by the the voice actor was the guy that played Steve Urkel. Yeah, Julia Julia White. White. Yep. <laughs> All right, that's it. Uh, we are going to go take our last break, come back, and we will be torturing our guest with the game. So stay tuned. Now and then I think of when we were together. Like when you said you felt so happy you could die. Told myself that you were right for me But felt so lonely in your company But I was loving it's an ache I still remember
All right, we are back. Unfortunately, due to a prearranged uh, event, Rue had to depart. So it'll be just me and Koru finishing up the show today along with Scott. So I didn't even say goodbye to you guys. Oh, I know. I know, right? I and, know. and I have his microphone, so now I sound so much better. So you could be temporary co-host with me instead of just the sound tech. How about Sweet. we can... Okay, so what we'll do is we'll act like he's here. We'll leave blanks for him. You can inhale the helium, and then you can play all of his parts for him. Oh, speaking of which, <laughs> I did promise Kyo that we were going to do right. helium this episode, but because Rue had to go, we will be doing it the next episode. I may be able to do that. Let's see what I can do with my effects here. And you can just be your temporary Rue? I, I might, might be, be able, able to be, be a temporary, temporary Rue. All right, let's do that. Okay. <laughs> All right, so before we get into the game, did you have any last thoughts on any of our open topics, Mr. Scott? Uh-huh. I think we pretty much covered them. All right. Well, it is time to torture you. So we have come up with a new game. Now, you have been on this season, so you're already on the leaderboard, and I believe you're number one. So the only way that you can get this particular game score on the leaderboard is to score higher, meaning you'd have to get a perfect score. Wait, you're, I'm still the number one. You are still the number one. God, I'm awesome. So I'm, kidding, I'm not full of myself. I think, no, no, no. I, I, <laughs> I, actually, I am corrected. I think you actually are number two now, but you're really high up there. I'll have to fix it. I know. So go go for the gold. Now, this game is called What the Hell is a Crunchberry? So, You've been hinting at it. You are about. Day, still <laughs> don't know. Uh, so this is based on your recent employment history. So, Corey, would you mind reading the directions? Yes, uh, you are about to be asked 10 different drinks at Starbucks. About 10 different drinks. Ah, are you serious? Tell us how you make them and what ingredients you would use to make them. Is this a stupid Starbucks secret menu crap? Yes. God, I hate those people. (laughs) I hate those people. I like my secret drinks, Mr. Yeah, but they come in and they're like, so I have no idea what the hell's in this. This is what I get every time. And it's like, okay, can you tell me what it tastes like? (laughs) (laughs) I actually, to be be fair, because I know not every barista gets trained on that, because you don't. No, you don't get trained on secret drinks. I make a point of learning what is in the drink, so that way I can be like, okay, you don't know what it is, it's this. Well, if you come in and you're like, I want a jamboree on on ice and i'm like yeah do you know what's in there? like no i was like well i'm i'll make you whatever the hell i want and give it to you <laughs> <laughs> all right so here we go question one what is a crunch berry uh that would be the strawberries and cream with toffee nut or some stores will use hazelnut but it's more popular with toffee you got both halves of the possibilities wow. there. Good job. Wow, look at that. That one I know because it's freaking delicious. I suggest that one all the time. Actually, um, like Rue was excited to review it because he tried it today for the first time. And he loved it. And you'll it's get the good. It's liquid Captain Crunch. It's crazy. I know. All right, number two. Uh, where do you get a penguin mocha? Penguin mocha, also known as a tan mocha, a zebra mocha, or insert any black and white effing animal mocha. <laughs> well, effing, typi- effing animal. <laughs> yeah. It would typically be a mocha with half white mocha and half mocha. Very good. You are correct. All right, question three. What is in a cake batter frappuccino? <sighs> um, cake batter. That one... If I was making a cake batter, I would assume that it's probably... Okay, so it's the vanilla bean frappuccino. And then um, toffee nut. Maybe in that one, too? I'm sorry. It's a vanilla frappuccino with vanilla bean and almond flavoring. Vanilla frappuccinos come with vanilla bean. I know, but that's... And and what flavor? Almond. We don't have almond. 
they do some places. No, they don't. Yes, they do. No, almond's not a Starbucks syrup. Amaretto. What's a hazelnut made of? A hazelnut latte? <laughs> if someone is like, I want a hazelnut, it's like, well, okay, do you want a hot one or a cold one? And if they're like hot, I'm like, well, here's a hazelnut latte. If they're like cold, I'm like, well, do you want whipped cream on it? Is it a blended drink or is it on ice? Like, yeah, yeah. Hazelnut yeah. syrup or whatever. You're, you're close. Um, it, it does have a couple ingredients. It's a cafe misto with hazelnut and a drop of caramel. How do you give someone a green eye? <laughs> uh, that's probably either the green tea latte with a shot of espresso in it, which is disgusting for the record and people get it all the time, or a green tea frappuccino. But I'm going to go with a green tea latte because people get those black eyes and red eyes, which are supposedly the same thing and they're just coffee with espresso in it they're actually three different colored eyes um a green eye is three shots of espresso and a regular drip coffee because it'll it'll wake you up kill you and bring you back so you are green like a zombie so how do you give someone a black eye i punch him in the face ordering a stupid drink (laughs) (laughs) i actually thought you would say that when i did this question (laughs) two shots of espresso and a drip coffee i'll go with that Yes, that is correct. Even though the person who typed this said drop coffee. <laughs> drop coffee. Drop coffee's amazing. Drop it on the a, floor. A red eye is one <laughs> shot. Okay, so how do you conjure up the London fog? Uh, that's an Earl tea latte. <clears throat> an Earl, Earl Grey tea latte, excuse me. Yeah. He's right. With... If you say with espresso, that would be an Earl Grey tea latte. Vanilla... But Officially, you're supposed to put vanilla in it, but it's he's right. Yeah. I never put vanilla in them. I just was like, cool, green tea, or Earl tea latte, here you go. All right, yeah, is it Rue's turn again? Yes, I think it is. Okay. Where do chocolate Dalmatians come from? I'm going to go with, can I get a hint if it's a hot drink or a cold drink? It could be either. Either? Okay, then it's probably going to be a vanilla latte slash frappuccino with well, chocolate chips in it, or mocha, if it's a hot drink. So we'll go with a, like a vanilla bean frappuccino with chocolate chips. It's about half right. It's white chocolate mochas with mocha chips and chocolate chips, son. Who the hell wrote Mocha and chips. We don't have mocha chips. No. We have java chips, which are the only chips that you get. So. <laughs> All right. Chocolate pumpkins are delicious. How do you grow them? This is really easy. Pumpkin spice latte with chocolate. Very good. Yay. All right, the last one. What's in a biscotti frap? I don't even know what a biscotti is. Biscotti? That's those long little biscuit fingers. They look like breadsticks that are like super dried out. And they've got like oh, a coating God, those of are like. so a... gross. I know, huh? Yeah, we have those and we literally throw them at people. <laughs> like, that's all I've like. I've never <laughs> sold one, but we like have a box of samples of them in the back. And if there's someone we like, you're like, you have a biscotti and you just hit them in the face with it because they're, <laughs> they're really good if you dip them. <laughs> What's a biscotti wrap? Probably something disgusting like a frappuccino with a biscotti. What is it? Well, that would be something you would get. Actually, that is, that is right. No, it's not. I would not actually get one, but he is correct. Okay, he, he answered cor- correctly. <laughs> it is a biscotti that is blended into a frappuccino. No, Tugs gets the frappuccinos with the lemon cakes blended into it. I only have done it twice. Also disgusting. Actually, you no, you did it with a very berry. Actually, no, you did it with a very berry coffee cake when I tried it. That was actually pretty good. It, it wasn't bad. I don't like lemon cake, but it 
wasn't well. It wasn't bad. It wasn't great. It was just kind of there. What's his score? His score. Let me see. He got that one. So we have six and a half. What the hell? Which one did I get a half on? He gets an imaginary point, apparently. The one for the, for the chocolate Dalmatians. He had it half right. Because he said vanilla and chocolate chips, and it's chocolate chips and white chocolate. So yeah, that there's, Oh, okay. okay. It, it was half right. Note to sound type. Please do not set your things on top of my show notes. Love, Tugs. It's a tablet. It weighs like a half a pound. I know, but I'm trying to run a show here. Oh, jeez. <laughs> okay. Well, it's time for listener emails before we go. So, I believe that you have our first email, right, Scott? One from email? (laughs) One from Canada. One from email, (laughs) yes. This is a really cool email, and I was just tickled when we got it. It was awesome. And I know Rue was just all over it, like, woo. So, go ahead and read that for us, will you? Okay, so the subject line would be, email from Canada. Hooray! Hey, this is from Retro J. I'm going to pronounce it Takomi. Um, it says, Greetings, Rue and Tugs. Not really a furry. I think that I would make a terrible furry. But your show has fondly paved a way into my heart. I just happened to find... Find... I just happened to found... says found. I just happened to find your show after a day of no video game podcast updates. Feeling bored, I thought of downloading a documentary-like podcast, so I chose furries at the topic and ended up with For What It's Worth. I'd like to say that you both do a fantastic job leaving me smiling to the end of each episode. I've listened to three season one episodes and the four latest episodes. I had an email right after listening to, to your video game episode, which I might add, nice music choice in the background, and say, why has no one brought up Solato Robo? Okay. Can I pronounce it? I think so. Okay, Solato Robo for the for the Nintendo <laughs> DS. Wow. Just, just saying. Um, <laughs> for the Nintendo DS, is it because the anthros in it are mostly cats and dogs? I know the game can seem a bit easy and always seem to hold your hand during some puzzles or where to go, but I feel that one thing that this game has, unlike other games, is, that, is a lot of charm was put into it. It makes me want to mail you my copy just to make you play the game. What's it on? Did he say? Nintendo DS. Okay. I'd play it. <laughs> Anyways, that's all I have to say. Can't wait for future episodes. I think that Rue sounds adorable and Tug sounds like a great guy to drink with. I don't have any fursona, yes. but if I did, I would be a robot cat. Like the robot from Scratchy the Simpsons. Told you I'd make a terrible furry. From Retro J. Takomi. P.S. Sorry if this email seems a little long, but if it makes you feel better, the email was going to be a lot longer than usual. For the record, there's a furry who has an egg chair fursona, so I think robot cat is nowhere near crossing the line. I don't know what defines a terrible furry, but I don't. He doesn't sound like he would be. No. Well, there's um. Oh shoot! What's his new name? Lefty. What did he change his name to? Oh, is it Lefty still? Righty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, change. No. Uh, hey, writers, mate. I don't know. Oh, I just call him his real name. Mm-hmm. Everyone does. I think yeah. his fursona's name's Lefty, but anyways, he's a android coyote, so. Android cat is yeah, no, that's totally, totally fine. Acceptable. Uh, he yeah. was asking about the video game episode, which was our last one. Um, the reason we didn't mention that game is simply because we honestly just weren't aware of it. Um, I, I think I have seen the cover for the game. A lot of those lists were taken from our listeners, and it was not on the list. And we didn't really want to just stick with the regular Sonics and Mario's and whatever. So. Um, it was just simply the fact that it didn't come up. So now we're aware of one more. And I know that we had someone asking for a game with furries in it. So there you go. There is another one. And I will see if I can find it at some point soon. What were the other questions he had in there? 
Uh, that's about it. Okay. Uh, um, question. Rue is in fact a man. That's what we learned last episode. <laughs> um, and as far as drinking, you know, I, I'm a social drinker. Um, if you want to take me out for a drink and you're in town or I'm in your town sometime, let me know and we can go have a drink because that just sounds lovely. 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 Otherwise, thank you so much for the email. That was very sweet. And we both, through and I were like, aww, when, we, when he said that he enjoyed it. Um, and he's the first non-fur we've ever had right in, so that's pretty awesome. So, Not to convert him. I know, we get a toaster. Let's do the other email. We actually got a last-minute email that I checked on our last break. So I'm going to pull that up real fast. All right, this is from Midnight. He says, Hello, Fuzzbutts. Midnight here. Longtime listener and fan of the show. It's been a while since I've written into you guys, and for that, I'm sorry. But I want to tell you I love the direction the show is going, and I'd like to say that Tugs is a wonderful addition to the show. Oh, you're just getting all sorts of compliments I, today. Yeah, look at that. I'm getting warm fuzzies. Um, now, with that said, let's get to my open discussion question, and this is for Scott. Which do you feel is more of an impact, so, uh, social media-wise, for the fandom, Twitter or Facebook? And I'll actually have you answer that before I keep going. Um, I'm definitely biased in that answer, and I would say Twitter, but that's only because I have a personal influence in it, and whereas Facebook, it literally just posts my tweets to Facebook. And Facebook users irritate me because they keep stealing my effing pictures and using it as their icon, where I've only had that happen over Twitter once, maybe twice total. Whereas Facebook, yeah. I get at least a new person once a week who's using my icon that I have to go contact and bother about taking it down. That's rage. All right, which do you feel is more in use by the fandom and why? I'd say Twitter. Yeah, I'd probably definitely say Twitter. Just because even, I mean, a lot of Twitter users don't use Facebook, but a lot of Facebook users will use Twitter, even if only to follow sites like for Affinity to keep track of outages and much more passively, even if Facebook is their main. But a lot of Twitter people hate Facebook, so I think it. Yes. Twitter probably <laughs> definitely has. Yeah, okay, so. I just don't like. myself included. I don't have a Facebook. I don't want a Facebook. Okay, so all three of us included then, I think Twitter would definitely be the more used of the two options. Yeah, I have a Facebook, but like my mom and my aunts are on there, so it's like just family. Well, my family and follows it's, there's my There's no too. furry reference on there whatsoever. <laughs> all right, finishing the email. I don't give email. a shit if my mom wants to follow my Twitter, if she knew what Twitter was. <laughs> <laughs> finishing the email, he says, Thanks, guys. I always love to listen in, and as always, stay furry, my friends. Midnight. Was that the most interesting man in the world? I think that's what he was going with. I don't always drink, but when I do, I think I'm the most interesting man in the world. <laughs> Thanks for the email, Midnight. I don't always drink, but when I do, I drink with furries. And I, I was, uh, well, now it's a little late, but I would have had you read that one, Corey, but this one was actually written to me personally. It's my very first personal email of okay. the podcast. Go for it. All right. This comes to us from Yin, and he's also in Canada. I love that we have so many Canadian furries writing us. I think it's a, it's a nice niche. He's probably the fur, what it's worth. Something to do with the Canadian accent. It's just they try to type four and comes up with fur. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That wasn't offensive. I'm sorry. I can't wait for the hate mail. I love hate mail. All right. He says, Hi, Tugs. I'm Yin, an Arctic Fox from Calgary, and I'm new to the For What It's Worth podcast. I found you in Rue on the Baby Fur episode because I'm also a baby fur, and I found it to be very informing and reinvigorating. I haven't been as active in the community lately, but after listening to that podcast and your experiences, I can't help but to find myself attempting to interact through IRC channels and wandering into my own headspace without the use of the usual paraphernalia, just using my teddy bear and so forth, uh, when he also watches Care Bears on YouTube. I'd like to thank you a lot for helping me experience this again. Well, you're very welcome. I was so happy that he you know, got reinvigorated. That's why we do the podcast, right? That's right. So that was just super awesome to read. 
Um, he says, I also happen to be in a similar relationship that you have with Ink, who's my husband. Uh, my boyfriend is not a baby fur and just a regular furry, and I found your small insights into your relationship between working together to be very interesting. Uh, he's been with his boyfriend for three years, and they have uh, all been long-distance years. Uh, I'll continue looking into the podcast for more of your experiences, but if there's anything that you have not shared about your experience that you would find helpful from both my mate and I, that would be really great. We've been thinking about getting married, even though it might be more for political reasons, as he lives in the U.S. and um, he ends in Canada, so we could at least live with each other. Uh, let's see here. In a country and state that doesn't acknowledge same-sex marriage, what do you feel your personal marriage is representative of? Thanks a lot, Tugs, and to you, Rue and Koru. Keep up the great work, Yin. My name was mentioned. I know. That's the first time. <laughs> um, before we get into this, again, I'm sure by the time that you're hearing this, I've actually written you the rest of the email that I've started drafting to you, so I hope you found what I sent you to be extremely insightful. Um, I'm not, it was kind of a personal reply, so I'm not going to actually put it on the air. Um, but to answer his questions, um, as far as relationships goes, really what it comes down to is don't get into a relationship expecting to change a person for whatever you want them to be. Because that's not who they are. You need to love and accept them for who they are now. And if they do that back, then you're going to make it. That's my, that's my two cents. There is more in that email I sent back to him. But what do you guys say? I mean, when you find people who have uh, into different things like that. Yeah, I've been in other relationships before. And, I mean, they were great. I mean, I'm still, you know, I mean, we're exes, but we're still good friends. We still talk and everything. Um, I just don't think it was on the level of, you know, getting up to, like, a marriage standpoint. Um, I mean, one of my, you know, mates we were with for, I see, we were together for probably three and a half years. And it was great. I mean, but, you know, I, we were both comfortable with where, with where it was at. And we didn't really think that, you know, just putting a marriage title on it would really do anything, you know, either good or bad. So, I, I mean, I maybe I just haven't found that, that special some person yet, some fur. Do you have, what are your thoughts? Um, well, actually, I was just talking about this yesterday. I had a friend who came to me, um, oh, I was just talking about this yesterday. I had a friend who came to me from Arizona. His name's H.D. Husky, and he was asking me. Is he in high def? He is actually like you see him, and it's just like man, he looks better than a real husky. It's awesome. <laughs> okay, just so little pixels. I'm pretty sure he's a. He should just change his name to Retina Husky. <laughs> I like that. Okay, so so HD. I'm not sure if the HD stands for something. I've never asked, but anyway, um, he was asking me because he had an interest in someone. He's an atheist himself, so sort of going back to this religion, he's sort of bouncing back and forth after saying we we're going to avoid it. But um, so he's an atheist himself, but he has an interest in someone who's a Christian, and he was talking to me, asking about um, what I thought how that would affect the relationship. So it's sort of like a similar thing, you know, except just religion as far as whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway. So the advice I pretty much gave him in a nutshell was that as long as the both of you are accepting and understanding of each other's personal beliefs and are mature enough to handle it, then I don't really see like why it should be an issue between it. Like as long as he's able to understand and accept the fact that um, his beliefs are that he's a Christian and believes in God and all that stuff and is okay with it and doesn't want to change that, then there's nothing wrong with it. And then as long as his boyfriend or his interest or whatever you want to call it in the same respect also respects that his beliefs and views are that he's an atheist doesn't try and change or force change upon you know him and is mature and they're both both sides are mature about it then they really it really shouldn't have any effect on the relationship as far as political religious or other different differentiated opinions it's interesting being the one when you feel like you're in the 
you don't have the upper hand. Like you're mm -hmm. trying to get this thing that isn't common, whatever it is, uh, accepted by you, the person you choose to be with. Um, but the best piece of advice that I've ever gotten on this was from Overzen, who's local. And he said, when you find somebody who accepts you for who you are, you just find a way to make it work. And that's been one of the truest pieces of advice I've ever been given about relationships to this day. I like that. Yeah, that sounds good. I like that. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you for the email, Yin. And that brings us to the end of the show. So... I have somewhere in this pile of papers <laughs> our list of special thanks. So I'm going to hand this to Koru, and he can read them off. All right. So we would like to give special thanks to Anonifer. We have Tatsu Kimiro. Is that how you pronounce that? I think so. Kimiro. Uh, we have Kyo Foxtrot. Nathaniel. Just Nathaniel. Okay. <laughs> uh, Tokami and Retro J. Takomi. Woohoo! And there's also Twitter, Facebook, emails, Discord. Ah, forget all that part. Read what's uh, the written stuff. There's also Thunderoo, Scott, and of course, Space. And of course, Space. Okay. Any last thoughts, gentlemen, before we give out the contact info and go away? You should definitely send Koru a personal email because it sounds like he's not loved enough in this <laughs> podcast relationship. <laughs> so you should you should send him some love too, so he can get his own personal email and maybe get his own name mentioned in his own podcast a couple <laughs> couple more times. Koru, what is your podcast email? It is Koru at forwhatitsworth.com. and Koru. for for oh. Now, now I'm going to get just hate mail. <laughs> we actually, uh, did you, you haven't caught our last episode yet, but we have a special segment music and everything for hate mail now. Oh, awesome. So send them hate mail. You guys Sweet. actually so get hate mail? We did. Wow. All right. Uh, we also have Twitter. It's at For What It's Worth. We have Facebook. It's facebook.com slash For What It's Worth. Um, Corey already shared his email address, which is Corey at ForWhatIt'sWorth.com. There's Tugs at ForWhatIt'sWorth.com. And if you'd like to get in touch with your inner child, go ahead and email Rue at ForWhatIt'sWorth.com. Rue at ForWhatIt'sWorth.com. Oh, God, that's creepy. Um, lastly, if you want to let us know what you think of any episode or what's going on in your life, uh, we also have Discuss on the website. You can just comment using your existing logins from Twitter, Yahoo, Facebook, blah, 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 blah. There's everything. You don't need to make an account. It's awesome. And we do read those on the show. Can I so, drop like my personal email? Yeah. How do people get a hold of you? Um, it would be Scott J. Fox, and then it's at lifesriver.net. It's L-I-F-E-S river.net. Not Lifesaver. And not <laughs> any of that other weird stuff people come up with. It's like river of life. Life's river. Okay. Oh, um, before and just before we sign off, just to let everyone know, um, we are going to have a one-week delay before the next episode because I'm going to be at Rainforest, and that's when our next recording is scheduled, so it's going to be delayed one week. Also, start thinking of what you want to have on our Halloween episode. Send suggestions. We are preparing for it. It's coming. But other than that, uh, stay tuned for our announcement of our next topic. It will be on Twitter, on our site, and probably on Facebook. So with all that, this is... And Koru. And this is Scott. And this has been For, For What, what it's, it's Worth. worth.